Welcome to Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today, uh, we actually answered a question from one of our listeners. And honestly, it's a question we get all the time, right? And the question is, as a, a marketer, I guess specifically a B2B marketer in this case, how many touch points does it take for us to actually either convert a lead or convert a customer? Or, you know, how do we measure that? And so we, we kind of dove into different ways you can increase the number of touch points, what that should look like, do's and don'ts. Uh, and of course, what is the answer, right? What is the number of touches that it takes? This is something that salespeople have always talked about, right? I mean, if you, if you think about it from a prospecting perspective, no sales coach, sales trainer in the world would tell you, just send one cold email. And if they don't respond, then okay, they don't, they don't want to work with you or do cold call one time. And if, if they answer, then great, try to sell them. If they don't move on next one and forget about them forever, right? So it's kind of common knowledge that in the sales process, it takes multiple touches. The question is, from a marketing standpoint, how many interactions do we need to have with our prospects, with our potential customers before they would uh, reach out to us or before they would actually become a customer? So that's what we dove into in today's podcast. So hopefully there's some tips in there that you guys will enjoy and can, of course, implement into your marketing campaigns and your marketing strategy at your organization. All right, Taylor, today's topic is it's actually a question from one of our audience, Great. specifically in the B2B space. The question is, how many touches does it take for it to convert, uh, you know, somebody into a lead or a customer. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm assuming that they're, you know, they're running ads and they're doing all kinds of stuff and they have no idea how to give, you know, sort of strategies. So, you know, how many ads are we running? Do we run on all the platforms, emailing, lead nurturing? So I think we can touch on all of those things because it's not one, it's not like, you know, people go and click on an ad and make a purchase if you're right. in B2B. Right. So, you know, historically marketing has always talked about the idea of, you know, multiple touch points to convert a customer or to create brand awareness. Right. And that was always the back in the day, that was always the strategy of, you know, billboards and commercials is like, you know, you have someone has to see your commercial or your brand name seven times before they, you know, can remember who you are or, you know, remember the context of what they, they knew about you, right? Just not just the brand name, but what do you do? And then with the sort of, uh, you know, invention, I, I guess, of the, the internet and the advancements in people trying to figure out how to sell stuff online, we now have this idea of, you know, direct response marketing, right? So I think people have lost sight a little bit. Marketers have lost sight a little bit of just because it is possible that someone sits down, goes to Google, performs a search, clicks on an ad, makes a purchase, that is an exception, not the rule, right? It's easier for us to create mul multiple touch points and have multiple interactions with our customers. So why should we try to do that faster when it's much easier to do than it used to be? We used to have to, if we were just investing in the billboards, we had to put up so many billboards so that there was you know, an average in someone's commute, they would see the billboard three times. If they drove by it you know, twice a week, they would see it six times, right? So it's like, that is gone. We can actually follow people around. We can target people specifically. We can get in front of them on multiple. They always have a computer device in front of them, right? A computer, a phone, a laptop, TV. 
Uh, so there's never been more opportunity to get in front of your audience. So yeah, the question is obviously as a B2B marketer, how many touch points does it take to, to be a customer? If you're stuck in this mindset of let's just focus on direct response, meaning a SEO PPC strategy or running Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads, and I want someone to see my ad and I want them to click on it and then I want them to convert into a lead. Uh, again, any success that you see with that model where we have siloed sort of campaigns and approaches is likely deterring you from spending more on a more brand awareness campaign and more touch points because you saw a little bit of success. But I think that is the the outlier to the equation. What we've seen is that it, it can take eight to 10 to upwards of, depending on the complexity of the sale, 15 touches for you to really be remembered, yeah, be remembered, be recognized, and then warm someone up and educate them, right? We talk a lot about the idea of customer-centric marketing and providing value. So in theory, the, the further towards the you know proverbial sort of top of the funnel uh, when it comes to marketing, the more touch points is going to take for them to get down to the bottom, right? Uh, and when you look at that again, if you're just expecting someone to go to the bottom of the funnel, when one of your competitors has been nurturing them all along the way, and when they do go to that you know Google search or that what they call the moment of truth, right? Yeah. And they're actually going to make a decision and they're going to reach out to you or they're going to make a purchase decision, who do you think they're more likely to go with? The one that had one interaction with them or the one that had 15 interactions with them? So it, it's always a better idea to have more interactions as long as those interactions are value-packed and value-filled interactions. What you don't want to do is just look at the metrics and dictate your strategy based on the data of the data alone, right? So let me give you an example. So we've seen that, like I said, it, on average, to answer the question, you know, directly, I would say eight to 10 touches for you to generate a very, very qualified lead or even a customer in the B2B space. So you can look at that between marketing touches and sales touches. But I would say if you're starting to include sales touches, it's probably going to be closer to 10 to 15, right? Because if you think about taking six to eight touches for them to generate the lead, and then you have marketing automation going on to nurture the lead. And then you have salespeople working and having conversations and emailing those leads and then ultimately a pr proposal or a quote and maybe a follow-up. I think you're at 15, 16, 17 touches right there to have a really qualified customer in the B2B space. Again, assuming that it's a maybe a bigger ticket sales item than something that's a commodity that can be a little bit quicker. But what I meant by not just looking at the data alone is a lot of times, you know, marketers, salespeople, whatever, will look at that and say, okay, you know, Taylor and Solomon said that it takes eight touches to generate a qualified lead. So let's send, let's send, yeah, let's send eight emails out, right? These need to be valuable touch points. And you have to really think about that customer journey. So if you're just, if you're just sending out eight emails that have, oh, here's my logo, here's my products, here's my customer testimonials, buy from me, I'm following up, I'm following up, I'm following up those are not, there's no, no value to that. Right. And the, then in that case, the more touch points over the shorter period of time, the more you're going to piss off your prospect or your customer. Right. right? right. So you may be actually doing more, more harm than good if you're not looking at actually, how do I help them? So what I would do is map out again, your customer journey and kind of understand, okay, how do they become aware of this problem or solution? What other problems do they have in their industry? What is their job? What are they trying to accomplish with their job? And what does my solution offer that can make their life easier, better, or you know, make them money, save them money, whatever your solution is, right? 
Uh, it may not be a specific point solution. Maybe working with your company has multiple benefits, but usually there's one or two key benefits that that prospect is going to care about. And it's going to be different for each prospect, right? So what you need to do is map that entire journey out and identify what those triggers are, what those points are, where you can provide value, right? If you're looking at this A or B, you're trying to compare, you know, A and B and apples to oranges, whatever you're trying to compare, here's a whole guide on, you know, here's these two software technologies that we looked at and here's how we would perform this process. So anything that's valuable to your audience from the top of the funnel all the way to the bottom of the funnel, build out marketing collateral for each one of those to provide value. And then look at the channels and the devices that your customers or your prospects are going to be on. And that's where you need to start touching them, right? So it's less of a in your face, you know, just get my logo, get my brand up there across the internet and more of a, let me be in the right place at the right time. And if you're interested, uh, here's some valuable information for you. Those are the touches that are going to move them on to that next stage. Those are the ones that are, they're going to remember because now you're the cust- you're the company that's been educating them or providing them value rather than, you know, that annoying commercial that you hear on the radio every time you turn your car on, right? Those are two different approaches. And that's what we're talking about when we say, it's going to take you know eight to ten, if not more, touches to generate a, a customer from your marketing. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers. Right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone. All right, business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right, so thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Absolutely. One thing I was going to say, Taylor, I love when you said you're helping, not selling. Yep. And if you think about that, you shouldn't care how many touches it's going to take. You're not trying to make it into a scientific equation that, you know, 12 and a half equals a deal. Yeah, maybe over time you could look at on average, but somebody's going to take a lot more touches because you truly are trying to help them decide or give them value show them here's what you should be thinking here's ways to accomplish that here's a you know what i mean a checklist a quiz an roi calculator whatever that is you're helping somebody figure it out and some yeah. people need more help than others would you agree yeah, absolutely absolutely and and the beauty of this is that it's all digital yeah. so the more more touches does not necessarily mean more time Sometimes it's actually the opposite because you're the better educating, the better for, I mean, we're the perfect example, right? The better we can educate our customers, the more they can understand the fundamentals of marketing, of digital marketing, and the more they're bought in to our strategy, the faster the sales cycle, because they already know, right? So if you have to educate them on the sales side, and those are just more touches on the sales side, that's where it's more of a time commitment. 
But what we're talking about is how many touches, you know, from a digital perspective, that's completely scalable, right? So you shouldn't be, like you said, asking yourself, well, why do I have to do 15, 16 touches? You should be asking, you know, if this is what I did with 10 touches, how do I create 20 touches? How do I create 30 touches? Because you're just automating and scaling your resources. You don't have to do anything to continue to bring on more customers. And then the other side of that is when you look at, okay, more touches doesn't necessarily mean more time. If you think about, okay, you have someone does a search ad they click on your ad, they go to your website, they download an asset. They think it's valuable to them. Now they're in your funnel. So they're getting emails from you to continue to educate them and nurture them along in the process. And they go on another website, maybe they're shopping around or whether they're uh, just looking at something completely different, scrolling through Facebook, they see remarketing ads, they're seeing videos, they're promoting your, your content on YouTube to them when they're, you know, looking at, you know, whatever music videos over the weekend, if people still look at music videos, whatever that is, I do. this could all happen on a you know Friday afternoon to Monday morning. You could have eight touches, right? It doesn't necessarily mean, okay, now we have to slow down the sales process. These are all things that you can do in a short amount of time to separate yourself, especially if that search or if that first touch came from a direct response type marketing effort, like a Google ad, right? Because likely if they're searching on Google, they're looking at multiple options. They clicked on all three of the first ads or they clicked on Five, you know, a directory listing on the first page and then wrote down their top three favorite companies and then looked at their websites. Right. So if they came in initially, that was the first time they searched for you was a bottom of the funnel search term. You need to do even more to separate yourself from the competition because they're likely shopping around to multiple companies. Right. So again, you can't just assume that, well, we are, we're already at the bottom of the funnel. So let's just skip down to that part and send them out a proposal and they don't buy from us, you know, whatever. They're, they're not a good customer anyway. You need to, to look at that and go back to the beginning. And we still have to try to get in front of them seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times so that they know who we are. They trust us to see the value. And so that ultimately they can become a good customer because we've educated them on what that means to us. Yep. And make it about them, right? It's yep. not about you. And many times you can read you know, every email sounds like a press release. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it just sounds ridiculous that why would they want to click on this ad? It's nothing about my yeah. game. Yeah, that's a great point. It, again, it comes back to that value. Your touch points should not be, you know, company, you? company A raised X amount of money in revenue or company, you know, built a new facility or yeah. we won this award or we're one of the fastest growing companies or we have uh, the best you know, place for, you know, top 10 HR companies in Chicago. That is not what we're talking about in terms of a touch point. I think that's like a negative touch point. It doesn't count Uh, because you're not providing any value to me as the prospect or the customer. I don't care that you, you know, unless that does benefit that feature that you have benefits me, then you tell me how that benefits me. So you got this new piece of equipment that costs $5 million. Great. How do I benefit from that? Oh, well, now you can increase production is going to lower my cost, which is going to increase my margins when I sell my product. Okay, now I care about it, right? So you have to explain that to them quickly because people don't care that you're one of the best companies to work for in Chicago. Absolutely. And it's just basic things like that that kind of either helps you get that client to the next level in that their journey or you're just you know spending all this ad dollars. So again, looking at 
what the messaging is, where do you send this traffic to? If you're adding more value, then send them down the next step, right? Here's the next thing that you need to do. And similar to what you said in retargeting, you can trigger different ads depending on their behavior on the website. So if they've been to this page, then show them something else. If they've been to that page, show them something else. So they're actually seeing different things, as you said, fully automated, doesn't yep. require any human. Uh, you know, the Google banner ads is not going to come ask you for a race. <laughs> well, they might <laughs> yeah. ask for more, more money, but yeah. But you know what I mean? It's not something that it's, it's, it's fully scalable. That's the word I was going for. You can do this completely automatically. And if you have something like lead nurturing, you know, you said between Friday and Monday. Yeah, some people don't like to send emails on weekends. I think it's a great idea. Who said they're not checking their email on a Sunday morning when they're Depends on your audience? Yeah, exactly. So you could have had three emails go between Friday and Sunday. Uh, and then come Monday, they might actually be ready to make a decision. So you could speed up your sales process or help them make a better decision by letting them have all these other choices. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think there is no right answer to the question. How many is how many things can you actually create? that can add value to somebody who's looking for your product or solutions. Mm-hmm. If you can do 20, like you said, that's fantastic. I filled out forms, Taylor, where I've gotten an email every single day of the day since I filled out that form. And I'm just thinking to myself, how long is this nurture sequence? Is this going to be a year? Did they write 365 emails? Because mm-hmm. many uh, companies will stop after three or six or nine. Right. This hasn't stopped. So I love studying this, this kind of stuff because it excites the crap out of me. Because, you know, we always are looking for different brands and different companies. And what, what do they do and how do they convert? I pay a lot of attention to subject lines, the body, the call to action. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you should do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you have a collection of it for yourself. I do. Yeah, I have a lot of screenshots and saved ads and all that kind of stuff. I love it. Because, you know, what else are you supposed to do, right? As marketers, <laughs> we pay attention. Uh, but long story short, I think the solution is create as many touch points as you can. And I would seg- you know, segment it to different types of audience. So if you serve three different industries, make sure they're not all seeing the same ads. Make sure they're seeing different things depending on where they visited the page. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? No, I you think, think we answered uh, the question. I think the answer is more than what you're doing today, right? If you're looking at, you know, how many touches do we need? Look at how do you provide more? How do you double that? How do you triple that? Uh, and if that's your mindset, then you're going to be moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Thank you for the question. If you'd like us to uh, review your funnel or anything like that, don't hesitate or have future questions. You know where to find us. It's oneims.com slash podcast. Uh, we love hearing from our audiences. If you like this episode, do share it with somebody. Subscribe to our channel as well as our podcast. Dude, there's so many call to actions, so many things that you can do, right? We'd love the interaction. So other than that, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you can do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. 
And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.